Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Achut Let's Talk Show. And in today's episode, it's different from the all other episodes that I've recorded so far because all the episodes that I've recorded so far, it has been something related to marketing, business, entrepreneurship. Basically, it was for someone who has graduated and who is in, in his early 20s. But in today's episode, it's primarily for the people or students who are in 10, 11th or 12th standard. And for that, I have topper of my class, actually, I would have to say that because uh, he used to be my classmate in my 12th standard and he has been pursuing research scholar. He's a research scholar. He's doing PhD in Vienna and uh, he's into physics. And uh, actually, if I have to think like it's been 10 years exactly that we passed our 12th standard. It's We passed our 12th in 2012. It's exactly after 10 years. And in this episode, we'll understand how is a journey of a research student or how's the path or how's the profession. So for that, uh, let me ask Amit to introduce himself about his journey so far or just to give a quick introduction, Amit, please. Yes, uh, thanks Achyut. You already quite introduced me very well already, but yet again, uh, I'm Amit. I went to uh, to school with Achyut uh, for a few years. I remember in Qatar we shared three or four years together and after that I moved to high school in Bhuvaneshwar uh, at Mothers and then my university also started uh, in Bhuvaneshwar with NISA. In the, the campus was near Sainik School in IOP and later it moved on to Jatni campus and that was my wonderful five years of uh, doing a master's research in basic sciences. And further on after that, uh, I'm still continuing uh, my PhD in physics currently in Vienna. I'm pursuing it with the University of Vienna and jointly with also the Austrian Academy of Sciences. And currently I'm in my final year. So I'm expecting to graduate uh, by the end of this year or next year to add a doctor's title to my name. That's, uh, yeah. Interesting. For the people who don't know what is NISA, what's its full form? National Institute of Science? Uh, yes, it's National Institute of Science, Education and Research. And if I may speak about it, uh, it was founded in 2007. At least uh, the first uh, batch of students that uh, started their career in the NICER was in 2007 and it's an autonomous institute of uh, department of atomic energy and yeah they have uh, four study curriculums uh, physics biology chemistry and mathematics that's what when it started I, I think now they have even more they have a school of uh, computational sciences uh, I think the I don't know if I don't remember any more school yet but yeah that's as far yeah. as i can re recall so it's basically uh anyone who is into research part or i'll say that is the place nizer is the one where you went through this bsc and msc right these two right right so it did not have a bachelor's uh, uh course as by itself it has the integrated master's so right after your high school after your plus two exams uh, you can go to NYSA and you have to finish the master's straight away in five years. If you yeah. decide that after four years or three years you want to change, you will not be leaving without any degree then. So, yeah. Uh, 
so it's like a one course but integrated like you have yes. after five years you will be an, you have a, you will be having an msc exactly and, uh, yeah and now so, they have even a new program integrated masters phd so for someone who has finished their bachelors they can start directly two years plus three years now like in five years time they can get a phd directly yeah uh, so so integrated phd like msc and phd yes two years for uh, msc and four years for uh, think, phd then it's combined yeah yeah or probably one plus for i'm not sure i i never was a part of this program exactly i i think i had graduated when this program had started but there are friends of mine who are still doing it and i have heard good things about it. yeah so ashish a common friend he yeah. went through the same i think he is msc and phd the yes. same nicer nice and um yeah and the i think there's something special about your university which i think four or five years back when we had a conversation you said like uh, someone uh, something something really interesting about your university of vienna someone nobel prize winner or someone you said that ah uh, right now i'm in the university of vienna yes uh, yeah the, uh, there are quite a, i mean vienna is a historic place when it comes to education the university of vienna uh, goes as back in timeline as 1365 or something like that in that terms but yes uh, when you talk about physics i think students in high school must have come across in the science books somewhere like uh, wave function and schrodinger equation and so on if not the people who just enter science in the first year of the bachelor's they come across this and this is the revolutionary equation which was basically the birth of quantum mechanics or quantum physics as you, you may say and this was by schrodinger who was from vienna and he did his work about this in the university of vienna and yeah i'm lucky to be a part of it and it was also uh our old office like our office has changed the campus now the stefan meyer institute so it's one of the science institutes of the austrian academy of sciences so near that institute was also the house where schrodinger was living in so got a chance to visit it <laughs> wow nice the schrodinger equation i just remember that yeah yeah i mean many people yeah. might have heard of the schrodinger cat yeah this is that schrodinger <laughs> okay and uh so uh, how did you got into this university is it so, the exams so uh in austria more or less uh, anyone can enter the university but yes uh, you need uh, usually if you are arriving from a foreign land or like from a foreign country if you want to register in the university i think they have a certain interview or at least for phd i know like i did not do my masters here but for phd what i had to do is like or many people usually have to do is like find a professor who has the same research interests or they they have to find a project or like a research topic where they have interest in and contact the professors and if the professors have some phd position open they might uh, take an interview with few students randomly or like yeah whoever has applied or talked to them and then take the time and choose one of them and then you then you get get to it basically i don't know if there like there are many written entrance examinations i i don't think there are as far as i can remember many people just talk to the professor here and then they can do a phd what many of my colleagues did is like uh, at my office 
many students started their masters with us just by talking to the professor anyone can start masters and since they are already on working on the same project for two years or one year now it makes sense that they take it to the next level so they can talk to the professors again and continue working on the same topic for their phd for next three to four years and so this is one of the common things that happens and for me personally how i got it was the other way around i got this phd position first with the research institute that i'm working with the stefan maya institute so the project was a broader part of the european project network called the marie curie network under the horizon what is it marie curie no. network marie curie okay. named after the okay the, 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 the madam marie curie yeah. yes exactly yeah. and uh, it was a horizon 2020 program where there were 15 projects combined in one network so this 15 projects were split across different research institutes in europe so somewhere in the uk somewhere in switzerland some in germany some in czech republic some in austria and yeah i i applied to that project network then i got interviewed for a few of these projects and i liked this project that i have currently and i picked that and that's how I got this job and my supervisor advised me to register myself at the university. Once you have an external funding, like for your PhD and all, you can just hmm. go to the university and register. Then it should be not a big problem. Okay. For, uh, for, for someone, uh, let's go. It's, this is like in the present situation. Let's go back yes. 10 years back. Let's right. go 10 years back when you just completed your uh, 12th standard or okay. let's say, uh, uh, why do you even choose to be a researcher? I remember that you have, you are exceptionally good at your studies. You were really good and you're a topper. I, and my question is why you, you had, you could have chosen IIT being an engineer. You could have yeah. chosen to be an uh, medical, not medical because you were not in bio, I guess. So uh, you could have gone for any administration job like IAS, IPS or things like that, but you chose to be in research. And why is that? Do you have an instinct that this is what your purpose of life is or something like that? Well, to be honest, I was at that moment, like, yeah, quite passionate about it. And <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I never enjoyed, to be honest, uh, the way of... Uh, problem solving that is taught to you for IIT preparations and all and like I, I remember like in my high school in plus two where we were doing this pulley tension and stuff and other thing and many people would just see a pulley and then the the solution would be on the fingertips and it would just pop out of the mouth just like that and for me it's like if I understand something I do not need to keep it on my fingertips, give me the situation. Yeah, it may take five minutes, but I can work it out. I, I always like that. I try to remember as less stuff uh, as possible because then then you can actually train yourself to have active memory about how to start approaching a problem. If you always have the solution of, in the hands, you never start solving the problem. You already have the sensor. And this is one of the reasons, yeah, I was never into... I never did good also in the IIT exams into that. But uh, when it comes to fundamental sciences, no one expects you to remember all the stuff because 
basically you have a calculator everything is available on the calculator or let's say a complete calculator everything everything you need to find you can find on any channel and so whenever you need to address some problem what you need to know how to start and how to think of the problem what are the parameters of the problem and what are the techniques that exist and how you can put them into into one pot to bring a solution or to take it in a new direction or something rather than just pressing a button and getting the answer yeah it was it was more about the process and it it also answers many fundamental questions you know like uh, maybe if i was an engineer yeah things would have been different and uh, i would just uh, solve problem for others and not uh, answer a question that's fundamentally important for example some things yeah i'm also curious about how this things works and why should this be like this in the first place but yeah things like that it's just the oh. fundamental curiosity i would put it out there and that was one of the driving reasons why i chose this just in layman terms if i have to say that uh, engineers yeah. try to solve things that is that is uh, already been solved by someone or they use a formula to uh, they use the same formula repeatedly in uh, you know different problems but the solution is same and they try to interpret in different manners yes, the same and also sometimes they make the solutions better also right i mean that's also like but, uh, but the in your pure science or fundamental science it's like you try to uh, find I mean, out something that is not doesn't that exist but you're yeah. trying to decode that uh, from the yes, very start exactly. the first guy to solve is it i mean there are some fundamental questions like we see some observations in the universe or like you know every everything around us but there is no clear explanation why this should be like this and we are not worried about if this is a problem to someone else or this has <laughs> exactly. to be solved within 10 years this needs that much people to solve it that much money it's just a question and i'm just curious and why this works and whatever it takes we just solve it yeah 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 i mean it's true uh, yeah so yeah it's a very fundamental question it's not necessarily have there's a existence of problem over there but yeah. you try to okay understood like there there are gamma rays some rays is coming from yes. sun who is yeah. who is bothered about those things but you guys try to interpret yeah. that and break it into wavelengths and all i what not so yeah. okay understood yes so uh, amit the, i remember strongly that you have actively participated in uh, science projects back in school times i remember you uh, i think it was you you invented not invented exactly i would say you had a project which <laughs> you had a project which used where it's like if you call someone the due to the phones something about mobile phone something you started to the fan used to start something like that like if i have to call you yeah, can, yeah 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 something like that what kind of uh, and that you did in the class 9th or 10th standard project in that early that people couldn't even imagine like for, for people like me who just visited and saw the project like guy how did, <laughs> this wasn't even in our cbse course in our ncert textbook but how do you do even yeah. thought about something like that or do you I think mean, this do you think this kind of projects or uh, uh, getting into this kind of exhibitions or participating in these competitions made you think that okay this is something i am really good at and uh, that i should go with this physics kind of instinct or something like that <clears throat> what was the project first and then the second one is did that uh, made you feel yeah. like the project was uh, was about uh, automatic response uh, 
So imagine you are not at home and it's basically remotely controlling the equipment, which we do these days all the time. Uh, but imagine you're not at home and you want to turn on some electrical uh, off away from your home. So you can call to your phone at your home and you just somehow put your phone to auto answer whenever a call comes. And then based on when you press another key on the phone that you have outside, so each key has a unique sound. So whenever you press that key, that sound is analyzed by your circuit that you have attached to your phone in the home. So it knows which button was pressed and accordingly it does an action. So it's it's like a multiplexer and demultiplexer. So you just decode the sound to a particular number and you do that action based on that number. But this is something that I was... Uh, inspired because yeah i had been talking to a few few people i know i got some idea it's always yeah there are ideas around you just have to also uh, find a way to combine i mean uh, participating my second part of the question was yes. like participating on this kind of uh, projects did that made you feel that uh, science experience to do and you'd like to continue um partly yes i would say i mean it got me excited about uh, it's not just uh, only what i took to the exhibition because uh, way many things that i see others also and way many things i would have never thought what was possible that i see and it inspires you quite a lot I mean, uh, and science exhibition is nothing less than uh, uh, a big uh, say uh, big uh, hub of ideas that you see at a very early level. I mean, truly inspiring. I think these days the problems are getting more and more. Uh, and I saw you know, fantastic ideas about renewable energy, yeah. tackle climate change, and so on. These are some. I think not only in our school level. When you go to the the next level, like state or national level, okay. you get to see projects and the different minds. Uh, right. So the interaction that you get from there. Yeah, that's true. Yes, you you also get to know what are the possibilities out there, and you you have a wider exposure that you can make a choice out of. It's like if I am in science so in the future, what is the scope, or where does the scope begin? At least, like what are the things start or the potential areas that you get a pretty some idea about. Right, right. So, uh, and even when you chose uh, this. What do you say, the fundamental science, how do you call this branch of the stream? Is it fundamental science, pure science? Someone says that, so, because I know engineering, I know by engineering, I mean mechanical engineering, chemical engineering. Okay. By medicine, you say that it's doctorate. Yeah, we just say, I'm doing physics. Yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. physics. <laughs> All right. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, if I'm talking to some really primary school kids or then I might just say I'm just bought this thing, but if you're addressing someone, so by profession, by profession, do you is it a research scientist or research scholar? Or yeah, it? it's a, I would say physicist. Physicist, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. got it. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so let's say you completed your twelfth. Then I and for someone who has completed his class twelfth, mm-hmm. uh, what are the options? What are the options they have? I know that Iser is one of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and are there any other other uh, universities or institutions that uh, help someone to pursue science or this fundamental science? Yeah, certainly there are. 
there are very many. Uh, NISA, for example, ISIS, there are, there are many ISIS uh, around, and I don't remember by heart now, even in Odisha, there is a new one, a latest one which opened in Barampur a few years ago. And then you have um, CBS in Mumbai, then you have HRI, then you have uh, all the IITs have also their sections for doing like uh, pure or basic sciences. <coughs> Uh, all the NITs also have it. Yeah, there there are very many uh, scientific. So, like uh, there are many universities, like state universities, even like University of Punjab and so on. I remember because I know these names mostly because they collaborate with us in our experiments. At CERN, for example, I've seen them, and I came to know about uh, many, many universities which I know. But I can send you a list later. Uh, but yeah. not every university uh, has to be just the best university in the world. I mean, you can learn the same thing from every university. It's like uh, yeah. That was my exactly the same question to you. Uh, what that was, what I was about to ask you. I have myself. They have done my B.S. in chemistry. So mm -hmm. I, so pretty much uh, I have pretty good idea, but the college that I have did, it didn't had, uh, just like, as you said, every institution or IIT has a uh, branch for its pure science, uh, basic science, NITs have, yes. and many universities have the same, many colleges have the, uh, this branch for B.Sc. but the kind of exposure that you guys, one can get out of Nizer and Nizer was not same as that I as a uh, student from a uh, random college in Kerala University was getting the kind of chemicals that I was uh, having <laughs> those were very old and it was hardly of any uh, use. So, so I practically don't think that doing BSc from any college would help. What's your take on that? I think, uh, I mean, it's, it's, a. Uh... It's a it's a tough question to address me because yeah I haven't really thought about it a lot but uh, I would say no it's if you practically think about let's say when I started sir it has only sixty positions what does that mean does that only mean that there are sixty good students in India no right there were many but it will just take sixty of them so you just have to be yeah I mean hard work of course pays off but sometimes you have to be at the right position at the right time and yeah that's it. And and doesn't matter which college you're going to. I mean, as long as you know what you're doing, that's the most important thing and why you're doing it. As long as you have these two questions answered at the end of the day, I think things uh, should be really fine. Because uh, if you don't get to NISA, let's say you are in some university where uh, your access to free journals or some uh, more information is a bit limited to compared to some elite universities yes then you somehow must have to find out for yourself when you where you can get this access and everything i mean there are some things that you have to do for yourself but it's certainly possible with any universities and and doesn't mean also like everyone who goes to the elite university they are the same when they graduate out of the university, like people have different goals and the goals can change in life in five years. So it doesn't mean like someone who started with um, some goals uh, in a university and he shares the same goals after five years, it can change. But the thing is, yeah. So let's say someone after five years would not uh, continue in academia to become a professor or something. 
that eventually in academia he's forfeiting a position which someone not from an elite university can in the future take an opportunity to get into so opportunities always come on and off and like it just happens but university is just a place i mean yeah so so do you think like anyone from uh i'm not saying not try for the elite university you should try the elite for a reason and yes but still even you were polling that i did in instagram uh, story and you have voted for it here about the the question was uh, do you prefer that uh, let me what was the exact question so the question was uh, the college that you're passing out is more important than the branch that you choose so yeah so so i think you you selected the one about uh, even if you don't uh, get into an elite college but you will be choosing a option or a stream that you like so the so yeah. the, the two options that i provided one is like um, you uh, going to a elite college or the premium college like iit and it or choosing a stream of subject that you are interested in so which is more important i think choosing the stream that you're more more interested in yeah if it was other way around let's say i don't know if i was just in iit but i did not get physics let's say i i took some other which i was not interested in and i was just there then i would have wasted 5 years of my education and then got a job in that field and then do the same thing 9 to 5 probably for the rest of my life which i don't like rather than do something you do not have to start up at the best you can start up at a position something that you like and over the time it becomes the best if you just keep working on it or it just becomes better and better then then you know you're not enjoying something and you're just there you feel like yeah you feel absolutely no need to do it but you have to do it and this is the worst position anyone can be in. so it's like like that but uh, do you think the being a nicer pass out student it helped you getting into this uh, uh, particular scholarship that you are doing right now or the research that you are doing um, was it helpful or even say in some grounds uh yes because it has to do with how you build up your five years in nasa because every year you get a uh, opportunity to do internship uh, paid internship usually in india uh, or abroad if you want to if you have if you can secure the funding for that but uh, through this internships i could uh build a network or like uh, build a relationship with some supervisors with whom i did my internships yeah certainly for for a phd level or something you you need some recommendations which are always quite handy because uh, for example for european projects where they take the students usually for 3 to 4 years where they right away start working with the students so they want that students should be somehow a bit experienced in what they're going to work on than just completely out of the blue so they need some credible statement that they they are already exper- experienced so being we yeah, are networking certainly helps you need the recommendation so i would say nicer in nicer my supervisor uh, was uh, very well uh yeah. linked with uh, people from everywhere and uh, i through him i got to know many other professors in india with whom i worked uh, or i did my internship in india and then yeah yeah so that you get to actually... know, know some professors yes because sometimes there are some positions 
I mean, you might uh, clear an exam, but who knows that how accurately or how nicely you can do some mechanical task or something like, uh, uh, typically speaking of experimental physicists, yes, ideally, if you take this and put them together, a puzzle should fit, but this is not the case. We have to do it 10 times and it fits. And uh, there are way too many problems. And uh, the, the first time it doesn't fit, you should have some rough idea about what are the problems that could be why it doesn't fit. This only comes to experience. So internships are really necessary. It only builds, builds your experience. And... Yeah. So mm-hmm. well, let's say Nizer or any other university of India. And I have started, I'm in my first year. What are the other things that I can, you know, uh, checklist so that I can uh, understand that BSc or physics is something that I would like to do or uh, physics is something that I want to uh, continue with or uh, just like as you said internship is one such thing that you get to network with other uh, you know doctors or uh, research yeah. people that will eventually help you with uh, filling up other posts as well and how how does someone apply for interns um uh, for the first thing uh, like uh, I would say when you said uh, how would you like to know if you are still interested in doing physics or something else? I think it depends on the university that you're in. Like if you're starting your bachelor's in some university, you will start studying the same subject right away the moment you start in the university. But in NISA, they have an opportunity that in the first year you are taught everything, physics, mathematics, chemistry and biology. And at the end of the year, based on your performance and what you want, so if you have a good performance, you get to choose uh, which stream of subject that you want to study. Usually, most of the students, quite like I would say more than 9% of the students, easily get what they want to study from the second year. So first year, there's a basic uh, portfolio for you. And then, then you can actually start studying fundamentals in a much deeper way in the stream that you want from your second year to the till the fifth year in NYSA. I think this is also somehow similar in some other research institutes. Although, yeah, I would not like mm-hmm. to say something for sure that I don't know. So, but okay, so it's like year. in the first year, you are exposed to all the subjects. And yes. in the second year, that you have to choose one subject that you want to specialize in. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's an interesting concept. Yes. And, uh, but... <laughs> But that doesn't happen to other 90, 99% of the students out there because in, after 12, only yes. they have to choose one subject. Yes. Uh, so this is something that is not very common in India. Like, you know, everyone is in a hurry. But I experience, I mean, now I can speak because I was a part of it once. Like, uh, I did not understand that why no one takes any gap at whatsoever. People finish their 10th standard immediately like the next month they are already in coaching classes for iat no two months break nothing then they're straight in two years then immediately after that they're doing the like entrance examination two months the moment all these examinations are over in august already the university starts and my every year the year would end like around April or May, then immediately in May, an internship starts, This then the next year, then the next internship, then the next year. So you have no time at all, one after the other. I do not understand this. So I would say instead of taking this uh, immediately starting a coaching or something right after, two, I've, I mean, I don't know why this uh, doesn't exist. I, w- I would like to see it happen more often in future in India that students should be able to work on internships 
right after high school for three or four months. And yeah, if only yeah. If it, because, for example, in IIT also there is a limit, like you can apply a few times or something, two times until you're this age, blah, blah, blah. And these are some things which I do not understand because they have nothing to do with what you want to learn. Learning, it has nothing to do, you know, at the age of 80, if I want to do a must be able to do this opportunity doesn't exist. There is something fundamentally wrong there. Yeah, right. I think even in US or European system, there's something like after 10th yes. or 12th, you get one year for internship or yes. you have to choose. Yeah, I mean, the the main thing is to, to choose something, you need to have a list to choose from. And to get a list, you need like five or six different experiences. And this is a very important thing which I stress again and again. I wish I, I had done this. So I, I had the opportunity back then, but uh, I hope some opportunities like jobs. And I mean, people can even do internships with some IT companies, let's say, or with some industries, you, do, you know, yeah. or like do some electrical or work with some electrical engineer in some company for two months, just see. And this this could be a job for even, the, you know, you can see what a job looks like. You can work in a company, see the other workers, and you can imagine yourself, would you like to be in an environment like this after five years, after six years? Is this a schedule of work something that you would put to yourself in, in the future? And this is something... It doesn't exist, but I do encourage uh, everyone if they get a chance to somehow, if not for two months, two weeks, try to at least work in two, three different companies for three weeks or just visit them, say, hey, I'm a high school student and I'm just curious before I make my next decision what other things and I would like to know what your company does, why does it, what what is the life of it. And this is very easily doable. Actually, you can write mails to professionals and just, just ask them what the life in this field looks like. What are the tasks? Yeah. So this is something instead of yeah, just writing exams, writing mails would help you making a much better and informed decision within one week. If you write 10 mails, you get at least three replies. You can assess three different choices and then you can write, okay, I need to write exams for only this thing, not 10 other, every other university. I'm just going to. Yeah. But okay. I mean, that is something which is not taught in school as well as cold emailing, no. sending uh, yeah. cold emailing to different people, finding them their email IDs through LinkedIn or some websites. So, yeah. yeah, that's nice. And uh, yes, coming back to the science part of your yes. journey. Uh, so how was your experience of in NYSER basically? Uh, uh, so and I, I'm pretty sure you were getting exposure or you were getting, uh, I think you went to US and other, other uh, my friends like Ashish, he went to US, China. Uh, I think Deepthi also went somewhere, I'm not sure. Uh, but so those kind of exposures also you get while you study in NYSER or any NYSER things, stuff, uh, institutions like that. So yes. how was your basically experience uh, and how was that? Well, I mean, experience is always a mixed experience, I would say, no matter what, but it's a good one, I would say. Uh, well, I mean, if you're enjoying the time, you make good friends. That's also very important. So that made most of my experience good there, I would say. And apart from that, um, yeah, the you, you the teaching was some 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 of the teaching was good. And I'll be honest, some was bad. I mean, not everyone is a good teacher or not every student wants to learn everything that is being taught to you. So let's break the honest ground here. So 
that's the reality and experience wise yes uh, you you also get to know students from many other universities just by when you go do internship in some other university you just get to know them you start your network there and you get used to somehow the pressure that might come up in the academia in the f- future this is something uh, that uh, in nicer i could feel like yes everyone says you study till 10 after that life will be easy study till 12 life will be easy yeah. study till that life will be easy that do this yeah. life never begins if you just keep on doing but uh, you get used to, to the pressure that is coming next uh, that for sure i can say i mean academia is really nice if you are fundamentally motivated to answer some questions as long as your life don't ever and, and you sometimes had... you have to be really patient it teaches you to be patient for a long time yes but yeah Did you had big instruments over there in the labs like i yes. hardly had any instrument you have big so, big instruments so usually most of the professors have their own research interests so the experimental professors had their own experimental labs where something is going on and they have uh, huge instruments uh, the state of the art instruments yeah. Uh, which is really nice and uh, you can get a tour and or yeah this is also important uh, like one of the important decisions in nicer for example for many people when you're there for four years and finally you have to do a thesis so you want to work on certain projects so you can visit every professor talk to them and just go to the lab see what they're working with talk to the other students who are working in the lab talk to other postdocs who are working in the lab and see what is the scope and if that's something but yeah they they were quite the modern in state of the art hmm. and and uh, coming to this thesis part uh, i have personally met many friends who specifically while writing the thesis or doing this they are very much into you know they are suffocated like this kind of pressure that they experience and uh, i even feel that uh, research at least in india i'm not sure about the other international uh, part of it in foreign countries but i'm i feel that the kind of pressure that any student or any one who is doing phd is not compensated well uh, in india uh, with the kind of pressure the handling if if he or she would have been in uh, an it company they would be definitely paid 10x than what uh, they were yeah, getting in that's true assets. that's true yeah. i mean this is one of the realities of science i must say like uh, is it only in india i think it's everywhere like i don't know like not in every country but certainly i know for example in austria the phd students are only employed 30% or like uh, 30 hours per week not like 8 40 hours per week so we have five working days and eight working hours per day so phd students normally are employed 30 hours a week and that's that's usually the scenario probably everywhere i don't know and, uh, uh, yes uh, i mean it's debatable i would say phd students should get a full salary usually just like because if you take any any work or any publication that mostly comes out most of the work is done day and night by the phd students i mean it's true that uh, the professors and the supervisors 
since they are well experienced enough to make a few decisions they they have to take few good decisions during the day like you know like mm. few good decisions uh, and just for those few decisions yeah yeah i'm not okay. arguing about the pay scale or something i'm just saying that phd mm. students should be employed for 40 hours or like they get they should at least get a full salary not like a stipend or something that is minimal like something like in oscar they have a general uh, like when someone works for 40 hours there is something called collective fair time it's like a collective uh, um agreement of all the who people who work in austria that there should be a minimum this much salary for 40 hours of work then based on your qualification and other things and your position it can increase or not but everyone should get this for the 40 hours that they at least do and to be honest in phd you you spend much more than 40 hours in work i would say in a week for sure yeah. easily goes to 60 yeah. it's not joke so that's so i mean so what is the let's about the pay scale like when if let's say i am i got into this integrated msc uh, and just passed out and realized that this is not something for me and uh, i don't want to pursue phd because phd itself has a needs a lot of dedication to it like four or five years of yes. our life precious life so i understand that i just want to stop it from msc so what are the career options that one will have at this point of you know at this point you can always like start with an internship start writing to people and it's never late to switch anything i mean <laughs> i'm not sure now i mean it depends like what is your goal your goal is to like just after you finish your masters get something and work on it for the rest of your life or your goal is to until you are 35 you want to take your chances with everything you want uh, to do it. so you have to is- put a timeline on yourself like okay if i'm at this point that i finish my masters and i don't want to continue in this but i want something else if you're sure about it what you want yeah that's because a- the last 5 years you were doing master something else and you have not worked on anything let's say <laughs> so how would you know how good that other thing is or not so the best way is to try it out so just try in uh, different i mean with uh, masters also you can just get some jobs in company for sure yeah yeah that's what i was asking like for physics yeah what are job opportunities for msc physics students yes there are you can i mean i did not know because i was okay. not motivated to do a job back then so i did mm-hmm. not actively look for it but you can get job let's say in summer power plants or uh, companies which build detectors companies which build uh, vacuum pumps vacuum chambers precisely or laser company like because in your masters let's say you have worked in a laser lab so you can apply for a job in some with some laser systems or i don't know some rf systems like microwave systems or okay some nano or okay and materials so, industry or like even in uh, chip industry because many people who work in solid state physics they have a huge uh, demand in the the microelectronics yeah. and nanoelectronics and there is a huge market so it's, it's like radio frequency radio frequency nano uh, material related companies yes. and yes. ship is what you said shipping well, industries shipping chip chip the na- chips the oh chip nano chips okay chips uh, yeah. okay so and even these companies i mean they let's say qualcomm who make microprocessor processor yeah, chips yeah. and uh, so these guys do they hire uh, msc physicians who into r and d or something 
do they have something like that the thing is just when you have finished your master usually uh, they would prefer i think from my experience most of the job positions they would prefer to hire are engineers because they have a laid out work and they just need to work it out Wait. yes and they would be more professional in that let's say in electrical in qualcom or rf hmm. then uh, but i would say encourage to to just write to them and just try to work with them for a few weeks or a few months because i i am not sure how easy, easy it will be to get a job directly at qualcom but there are of yeah. course always positions which say that we needs uh, like in the job requirements we need uh, someone who has this 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 qualifications i would say ignore that in the first place and just apply for that job you never know i mean during the interview yeah. they might find out that yes you are also equally suitable as a teacher or not just based on what they need and if you can offer that it might work out so just that's yeah uh, i would say yeah, just Supply for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just apply. Don't go with the job description that they have filled yeah, in. The... Not yeah. the job description says like you should know these, these, these software. Da da da. Exactly. To be honest, mm-hmm. when you work in the job, you will use only twenty percent of those. So, okay. <laughs> and you can always yeah. learn this thing. And this is the other things like you can always talk to company and you can say that. But I'm willing to learn. what they can do is they can give you a task and timeline so you can solve the task within that time and if you get back to them this shows them that even if you don't know something that they need from their job requirements that you can learn it in time there's also a possibility so right. opportunities right. how you can put yourself out there to different uh, job positions after okay and uh, in uh, you know after uh, when do you start earning like jrf and junior research fellowship that you guys have is it in uh, bsc or msc guys uh, is it for bsc or uh, is it in nicer it's from the first year so whenever you when you get admitted to it you i don't know what uh, now the thing is but when we were there everyone was getting a full scholarship of 5000 rupees per month from the first year itself and then yeah. the jrf and other things uh, are like usually when you do phd you get some junior research fellowship or something by qualifying the net exam or csir net and jre jre no what was it? not jrf or was jrf jrf is the fellowship but the uh, mm-hmm. net gate and other stuffs gate yeah gate is yeah okay something. yeah gate is the other Dance. one like uh, if i have yeah. to break down Uh, uh when someone joins nizer or uh, so it's only applicable to nizer right you guys get scholarship in nizer from the first year 5000 rupees yes till till uh, third year yes till th- third fifth year yes till fifth year and yeah. uh, by the uh, first year of msc uh, you can apply for jrf is it true no i think this is only for phd not in okay so jrf is only after uh, msc Yes, and that's when start they start to in JRF uh, usually it's thirty five thousand or thirty thirty five thousand or more than that. I think um, or is it twenty seven thirty five thousand? I graduated. It was on a level of twenty five to thirty thousand around that something, but I don't remember the numbers exactly. But it might have increased today. I might have to check. I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't keep up with it. Okay, okay. I'm not sure. I I am just talking about your uh, part of it and um. 
and uh, if you earn 5000 this month and the next month 5000 and for semester by 6 months you earn 35 or you get scholarship of 30000 so do you put that same money into you know your hostel fees or uh, you had those fees as well it was it a large chunk of money or is it no uh, actually hostel you know, viable, accommodation you only pay a one time fee i think you uh, during your semester registration uh, which is a very minimal amount so i think uh, in general per semester costing around i think 10000 that's it and then you don't have to pay anything and i think it always huge so the price for the hostel and yeah so the money you get is for yourself your fun and all so yeah and i, I have visited the nizer campus it's so it's really good in bhuneshwar yeah yeah so it's it's really yeah it's uh, and it's um pain. one of my next important question is uh, uh why did you choose to go abroad instead of choosing india because this is not only you i have seen this uh, thing with other people as well that they for the higher studies or to do something in fundamental uh, science they choose to go abroad and do their research instead of staying in india is it because there is not enough encouragement from the government end or from you know it's not there support is not there is that the reason for the higher studies is it breaking i mean to be honest Hello? it's it's nice to change your working environment once a while because then you get to work with many international people many people from different countries and so then you can you can learn how to work uh, people with people from different backgrounds and learn to collaborate and it's a big thing in research and it's always encouraged to 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 collaborate with people from other places and one of the reasons uh, like why many people also do this is because let's say the big international researches they're not just conducted by one university itself so like 10 different universities or 50 different universities are part of it so this is why even when you're doing research in india you must sometimes also come out and contribute to the research experiment which is happening abroad yeah and it's it's a good way to get trained how to internationally collaborate i would say on cmobile before you know you fix on like okay i'm going to work on this particular thing for the rest it's just good to 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 work with many different kind of people then you better know for yourself also and also you get to see for yourself what are the research conditions in india or abroad so then uh i know like uh, what the research conditions could look like in india but i was not very sure i mean abroad is also very different like depends on the country you're working in for example in austria or in germany or in usa so it is also yeah and how you and what is the scope you have to balance your life with your research work in the right. right. place it, it also so, so it's not only about the pay scale yeah. part of it there are other yeah or do you yeah. wanted to change the yeah i think i mean i would say from here what i definitely do like is you, you are a bit i mean for me i personally feel like uh, last 5 years what just research was not the sole thing of my life if you take away the research from my life i have a person that is something i could realize i think i would have realized this in india because yeah the way i was thinking and everything back then was like yeah if research is taken away from them, there is was just really fallen on surprise but yeah okay so it's uh, to you know summarize that part so yeah, you it chose... was more a personal choice from me 
it was a choice to it was yeah it was a choice and it's uh, as i assumed it was not completely based on the pay scale part you no. there are different other exposures that you will be getting yes. and you prefer to uh, uh, as you said you get to get that in the talk with other true very true yeah and yeah. yeah and yeah and mostly even uh, what are the other you reasons you learn many new culture you learn a lot of language many things you wouldn't learn otherwise just yeah the best way to to learn like a lot of things is just put yourself in a different place and yeah as you said that uh, so it's not only as you said like if you were in india you were thinking that uh, from the 24 hours if research was taken away from your life it will be completely like a blank canvas but right yeah. now you have a person even if you take out research there is something different about amit or he has a personal life he had does yeah. certain things yeah yeah i mean back then in india i would never put uh, my personal life on a priority list you know i think this is for me personally it's uh, on the top and then i would put research i think it's yeah hmm. yeah it's a personal life is very important to me yeah i i, I think i as, as yeah, equally I, as important as work life at least or more than that and this mm-hmm. is not what we were expected to behave as master or like in research environment what i've seen like people put students to like teaching in what i have heard and it's like they are there working from 9 am to 10 pm in the evening even on sundays and saturdays and writing mail such 2 am still joining conference and the next is still being in the lab no i think uh, for me it's right. i have to put my personal uh, life personal life over the other yeah and a uh, final question I mean, it's uh, important to be very successful in research yes you are expected to behave like that and then yeah this is why i'm telling because then you can make your choices more uh, more openly you know yeah. to see the both sides and what what are the challenges that you being a scientist or a physician you are facing that after 10 years of completely into this path mm-hmm. what are the uh, if you have to compare with let's make a comparison it's i know that it's ideally not suitable to make a comparison with other fellow uh, fellow you know other friends or something but for exceptionally for your uh, occupation or your profession what do you think what are the challenges that you are facing apart from uh, if you compare with your other friends or uh, you could have chosen if you have chosen the other part you could be much better or uh, oh wow basically challenges uh... challenges just come to the let's challenges that it's this challenge is only limited to the research people something like that well i mean one of the biggest challenge would be definitely finding a job after this hmm. and because uh, to be honest uh, many companies try to hire people who have masters because then they can just train them for a couple of months for the work that they need and then they can pay them but if they hire some phd student also they have to train them for the specific work that need, is needed to be done in the company and then they have to pay them much higher because you have a phd degree now and this is something companies try to avoid so yes and you, if you have a phd they only have usually try to hire you directly for a very senior position and i would say straight out after phd you are not quite experienced for that so it will be a, a obvious challenge for me and one of the challenges is also to stay in academia i mean 
what I realized, like, if you want to have a permanent position in the academia, it's, you will be quite uncertain until like on an average age till 40 to 45, because yeah, the, the number of PhD students graduating is like this and the number of job positions opening in academia is still like this. So this barrier is increasing every night and day and uh, yeah. So, so you will have to do right. temporary postdocs and move around quite a lot uh, from place to place. And mm -hmm. so this is one of the challenge I would face after for sure. And mm -hmm. uh, some other challenge would be, I don't know, depending on the country, country right, wise, to yeah. learn a new language. You know, I was yeah. a bit reluctant yeah. to it, but like, yeah. I'm for that sure is. not a language person, but like, yeah, I'm taking on that. I will. Um, yeah. So it's, the challenge uh, will be. And what do you take on uh, the, I have heard this many companies, let's say the Qualcomm example that you took, uh, they, all of the big companies, they have uh, R&D department, research and development department. Yes. Do yes. these guys hire uh, PhD yes, guys? I, like to yes. Yes. They would like IBM does. Even now many people who like do masters in computer science, I think they can find job easily in probably where there's a huge okay. demand people who are looking at this because 20 years okay. from today, if you take in the past 30 years, 40 years, like it's not, not the amount of data that we can access right now in, in a short frame of time is way more than that we could do 40 years ago. And yeah. so the people who can work with data are yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, my final question, Amit, to you is, uh, what are the tips that you would like to give to any 12th standard kid who is thinking of uh, going for the basic science as an education? Let's say the, even the, the entire purpose of the podcast was yeah, that yeah. Even, even, even at this yes. moment, uh, uh, there are many streams, many occupations out there. Yes. But even till now, till date, this physics, chemistry, bio, maths, and BSc, pursuing BSc is one of the primary uh, stream that or majority of the students pursue this path, in, despite no, of not going no. the pros and cons of this part or yeah. uh, not only opportunities that is available. So that mm -hmm. was the main reason why we are having this podcast. So we are trying to give that exposure or let them know at least before choosing the yeah. physics, they should know that these are pros and these are cons. People yeah. are done taking like that. Yeah. So what are your tips that you want to give to this any 12th standard kid who is listening to you? Well, off my mind, I would say uh, you should, uh, first of all, subscribe to some science and technology journals from different institutes. I think these institutes always put like free journals or like a newsletter. For example, for CERN, there's something called CERN Courier, which comes South out Korea. usually every month or every quarter. CERN Courier. CERN Courier, okay. CERN Courier, C-E-R-N, and then Courier. So they, I mean, it, this is like the state of the art, biggest accelerator in the world. And just, I mean, it's a complex that is driven. The main motivation is to solve the fundamental sciences, but just to do that, there is such a technological marvel built around it that... Uh, that is truly inspiring and you can see the amount of work that happens in terms of fundamental sciences and engineering over there is 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 quite balanced i would say it's not just science actually there are less than 10 percent but you can also like uh, you know get to know what are the activities going on in there so you can keep yourself informed in the first place 
I think the my most important tip to begin with to anyone who wants to go to do science is like to to keep yourself informed about uh what are the possible scenarios where you could go in the future just keep also informed because then you have a lot of choices that you can choose one choice from yeah so this is one of the most important thing that the next thing i don't know just just, so, just keep yourself yeah. motivated i mean yeah. you should not also fix uh pre decide like after i do my masters i have to do this job or like uh, this is what is a job that is suitable for me keep it open for the next 5 6 years try out different things this is very important because uh, like uh, if you at one job if you get after the 5 6 years it's not just one experience that you're bringing you're bringing six different experience so you can easily be a project leader or something like in a senior positions because you have seen different work environments you have worked with people who have different skills so you're right. not only uh so you yeah so so it's it's just asking them to be much open. better off having six different experiences than just limiting yourself saying to i mean i i would encourage to also try out different after masters not just yeah, after masters yeah, very yeah. Quick. i mean everyone asks like what is your goal you do this go it become an engineer job you get the job and then it's done i i would take things differently i mean even if you're it try working in five six different places just see i mean engineering mm-hmm. doing doing the work is not the same everywhere right so anyone who is also yeah. uh, i forgot to mention like even after uh, high school if you get a chance or you have the scope to apply for doing masters in fundamental sciences abroad also do it because what i see what we are taught in basic sciences in nicer so even in physics every semester we had to choose three out of four subjects but here you get in universities i was a place like uh, you have courses like nuclear sciences to aeronautical sciences to uh, machine learning that you were taught in physics in the masters course to image processing to solid state lasers just dedicated so there are way many topics that you get in the foreign universities what i've noticed even in the within the mainstream fundamental sciences in india usually you learn the limited topic condensed matter physics at least i know in we had uh, and then classical mechanics quantum mechanics and then uh, quantum information particle physics and so on but uh, we wow. these are the essential things that they do have in the universities here but they have also additionally much more so that if in case in future you don't want to pursue a fundamental sciences or if you want know that you want to do something else you have a broader list and keep writing means never be shy to okay. it is always better to equip yourself with a larger skill set so yeah well i will just put the the tips on the words so first yep. keep yourself informed second keep your choices open to what you want to do after you finish master's in for example and the third never be afraid to write in just contact people write in ask questions yeah that's points out work guys i like the third one yeah i mean all of them are really good to be open even if you see that you after uh, uh, simply don't get scared like yeah. after graduation or after msc you what kind of job are you going to do just don't be afraid to experiment yeah. yeah.
Yes. So, so thank you, Amit. So it was an interesting conversation. That's something uh, I'm pretty much sure I I was I was able to understand many different aspects of life of a research you know, student or scientist, uh, which I never knew. Or because this kind of discussion never happens. Or I don't know many people who are into. This. But yeah, that was very interesting. And uh, thank you so much for being in this show. And hopefully we'll catch up again and record some other parts as well after five years. Sure. Yeah, thanks for doing yeah. this. And I hope the students who hear this benefit. I hope my advices are some more clear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing this. Good luck. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Ciao. Bye-bye.